Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm super excited about this one because this is one that when I spoke to our guest, I actually really needed to hear. So here's the thing. This is probably not like the sexiest, most exciting topic you've ever heard, but thank goodness our guest makes it sound way more exciting than we might feel like it is, but it's super important. And here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about healthcare. We're going to talk about really understanding what your coverage is and who you want on your team, who you want on your kids' team and how to go about really making this happen. And I first came to understand that this was a thing for a number of reasons. I will tell the story on the podcast of two personal instances that actually happened last year. And I just realized that so often when we're navigating the healthcare system, partly due to the way it was just set up and we were most of us were presented with it, we're usually in emergency mode. And in emergency mode, it's hard to find little things like passwords and benefits and even who you want to really be working with because we're just operating from a different energy when we're feeling like we're in an emergency or in a really you know, not great situation that we're needing to navigate and we need the healthcare system to help us. And yet, if we think about this whole system proactively, we actually can really utilize all the benefits that we might have. And that is why I asked our guest to come on today. And so part of my purpose in the Plan Simple podcast is really to simplify things that can help us with our big goals, but help us also close a lot of those little loops, a lot of those little things that probably aren't part of our big goals. Maybe they are like in some scenarios, but mostly they're the things that end up, the little things that end up on our list, but can literally take days um, because they're complicated to us. It's not our wheelhouse. And so I really always want to be sharing ways to simplify those things. So that might include the healthcare system. We talked about taxes a few weeks ago. And again, these things aren't the things that we want to be spending our days doing, but they're part of our lives. So why not make them more simple? Why not make them a little bit more enjoyable? Why not really understand them so that They just feel easier. Even if we're doing the exact same thing that we were doing last week, they might feel better. So that is why we're having this conversation today. So one other thing to say about this conversation is I pulled this from what originally ran as camp. So this was last July for five days. We gathered, I don't know, I think it was over 35 experts to simplify a lot of the topics that 
just may not feel simple and really help us to create a plan to implement those in our lives if that those are something that we wanted to implement into our lives. And camp then became something that you can purchase. We'll put the link in our show note. We called it the pause because most of the things were things that because of this pause that we were given due to the pandemic, we really could think about in new ways. We might have more space, more time to actually think about them. So this is a talk from that. So if you hear references to summer or to other speakers, that is what we are talking about. And I decided just to keep it as is because the conversation was just so good. And the second I started editing, I took away some of the goodness, which is our guest today. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest. So our guest is Kiana Brathwaite, and she is somebody who is a newer friend I met this summer. And the second I met her, I knew that I needed to have her a part of my world and teaching my community. So she's a registered nurse. She's a wife, a mom of two wonderful kids. And now she's left nursing and she is the CEO and founder of KB Cows, which is Caring Advocacy and Liaison Services. She's worked in the medical field for over 20 years and knows that healthcare interactions can be deeply personal experiences. KB Cows partners with their clients to assist in wayfinding, providing matching, benefit utilization, insurance research, and health and wellness planning by coordinating a community of support, including medical practitioners, health systems, and insurance providers to best fit their clients' needs. So you see why I had to have her on? All right. So I tell a lot of my story in my conversation with her, so I'm not going to go into that now. So with no further ado, Let's just get Kiana on. Let's hear this chat. And I really do hope that you will take some action on this. All right. Take some action. And in order to help you, we pulled um, a checklist that was part of camp that you can go to the show notes and you can download so that you have a way to just really understand what it is that you're needing to do. And I think If you listen to the whole episode, you will hear both Kiana and myself really encourage you not to rush this. So you might hear all this information and be like, oh my gosh, I need to go in now and do everything. And both of our message, please hear this in advance, is to slow it down, plan for it, take time for it regularly, make this something that you're building over time. You do not need to quote unquote fix it tomorrow. All right. I just need to say that because I know sometimes when you hear these things, the instinct is to want to go out and do it all now. And that causes overwhelm. And slowing down makes it so that this process will feel really easeful and really serve you, which is what we want to happen when you really lean into your health care. All right. All right. Now, with no further ado, let's get Kiana on the show. All right, you all. Welcome to this session. I, I'm I'm feeling like I'm gonna name it after I have this amazing talk with Kiana, but welcome, Kiana. Let's let's say welcome first and then I'm welcome. Going. Yes. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm really excited to have you here, kind of in the way that tomorrow I'm excited that we're talking budgeting. So it's mm. like a love-hate relationship <laughs> with you, I fully admit. So there's a few sessions this week actually that 
are going to feel a little harder from like, I think an intellectual standpoint, but one of the reasons that I've put them into camp is because I feel like they're things that we just never honor the need to deal with. And then we get into these like emergencies, you know, and, and so money day is going to be a lot about this. And so it's kind of funny that this is embodied day, but I feel like, you know, if we're learning how to cook, if we're really getting in tune with our body, like we also have to know how to like take care of her as we like go out into the world within the system that we live in. And yes. that's like, I fight that for sure. Um, and I think it's so important. So I'm super exactly. excited that you're here to guide us through that. So I'm just going to tell a quick story of like why everything you do resonates so much with me. So okay, I actually, I actually have two stories. When I first asked you, I had one. Now I have two. <laughs> so first off, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I had a kid who really needed help. And I knew I needed to gather a team um, that was a combo of like the right doctor, mental mm-hmm. health, whatever. And I... It was, it was like a moment where I needed help quickly. And so I really wanted to work out with insurance. I didn't really have the money to pay for it any other way, but like I needed the help then. So it ended up being kind of expensive. <laughs> mm. um, and I, it took so many hours to find the practitioners eventually, like eventually I switched it around and I was able to like you know, get my big girl pants on and like really see what was the most responsible thing to be doing in each moment. Um, but it took a lot of time Um, and I'm sure I was doing it the wrong way. Like I was like looking for (laughs) practitioners that I would like fall in love with somebody and then they wouldn't be covered by insurance. And I'd be like, Oh no, like finally somebody who's available and amazing. And they're not covered by insurance. That was one thing. And then just actually, after we decided to do this camp, I had a breast cancer scare. And I thought that I had just, you know, I was getting my mammogram, like whatever. And then it came back, not good. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't think I have the right primary care doctor. Mm. Like, what if something went wrong? Like, I have no idea where to go. Like, you know, like all all the stuff. And I was Mm -hmm. like, whoa. And luckily everything really worked out. You know, I'm fine. That's awesome. And in that that week though, I was like, gosh, I really need to figure this out. Like, I want to have a primary care doctor that I love. I want to like know who to go to if anything happens wrong. I want to make sure I'm in the right hospital system. Like I want to have alternative practitioners who are covered, who I just can go to. And like, it was just, we end up getting these wake up calls, which I think is so helpful. And I'm hoping everyone today learns how we can all take some little actions to be a little bit more. Yes. And so all of those questions that you asked yourself are literally the questions that I, um, through the rapport building and getting to know my clients, those are the exact questions that I usually ask. Um, So you were on point with that. I just want to give you a virtual high five because, you know, not everybody takes these opportunities, these wake up calls to like really sit with themselves and start to ask these deeper questions about the health and what it looks like. And, you know, how do you define it? And what kind of relationship do you want to have with your practitioners? And, you know, who do you want to work with? So we can get into all of that, but you're right. You're on point. You're right there. You're right there. Well, the funny, the funny thing is, is that like, you know, you guys are all going to gather this from this week in camp. Like I go to the, the mindful stuff, the spiritual stuff. Like, you know, I'm all about, like, I was like in meditation, like, you know, I was just really trying to solve this in other ways. And meanwhile, my husband, like got me life insurance, like in 24 Mm -hmm. hours, like, you know, he was all into all like this. And at first I was like, 
no, 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 no. We're going to do this. The, you know, this is about meditation and like calming. And I think it's really a combo of the both, which is why so too, yes. this camp yeah. experience is like this. So tell us your story because your story is so interesting. And I think it's really cool to see like how you got into this and like how you weave all this stuff together, because you weave a lot of what I just said together. Yes. All right. So it was a long journey. Um, I will be very open and honest. I'm 41. Um, and when I was a kid, I thought that I would not be doing anything near what I'm doing right now. Um, I wanted to be like a marine biologist slash entomologist, actually the first black female one, because I had never come across any when I was a kid. Lo and behold, life had a different um, path laid in front of me. So I went into college, um, had realized that what I wanted to do wasn't what I wanted to do, had failed like three times, finally found nursing through uh, being low rung. So I started off as a nursing assistant and that gave me an opportunity to like really get to know the healthcare field, right? The landscape, who works where, what do they do, so forth and so on and build relationships because I didn't know this, but I've always been like a relationship builder, dot connector. And um, so, went through nursing school, was told you have to, you know, do this to go here. And, and I was like, ah, screw that. I'm going to do it my way. So instead of um, doing like five to 10 years of med surge, like I was told I needed to do, I went straight into critical care out of nursing school, which was rarely heard. Um, and that kind of just opened me up to a bunch of different things. I recognized that I'm not somebody who can sit still and only be in one department. I love to move around, hence being a per diem got injured uh, in 2015 after many, many injuries and um, not really listening to my body. So to the, your point about meditating through, you know, when you have this uh, situation that arises and you're sitting with yourself, right? So I had never really given myself an opportunity to do that um, as I was adulting until I had my last injury, which was career ending. I could no longer work at the bedside. So I had to figure out, what in the world do I do with this 15 plus years of experience in this industry? Um, and is it translatable to other industries? And I tried education and hated it. Found that while I was in education, I was constantly talking to people about their health insurance, their health and well being, you know, their relationship with their doctors. And so, of course, I got fired from that job, right? Because I wasn't hired to have that conversation. Um, which is fine. I, I call it being set free. And so when that happened, I was, you know, still in employee mode. And so I'm looking for jobs and, you know, trying to figure out what translates. And my husband said to me, he was like, you know, Kiana, about four or five years ago, you said you wanted to start your own business. You've tried it everybody else's way. Why don't you try it your way? And lo and behold, I sat with that for a couple months and I started my business KB Calls, which is caring advocacy and liaison services. There is none of that in our healthcare system, right? Um, or if it happens, it's the exception is not the rule. So I was noticing that when I went to the healthcare system, um, I was being told to check my crap at the door, right? So the things that made me a whole person, I couldn't have those conversations with a lot of the practitioners. And that's how my company was born was because I want to educate people on how to have those relationships. Because in instances where you're in an emergent, crazy situation, you need to feel like I can talk to this person about all of these things that are going on, right? Like I can bring my whole self. And um, I found a lot of times people don't have that feeling, right? They don't um, feel secure enough. They don't feel trusted enough. They don't trust their practitioner enough. Like there's so many different things to that, but our healthcare system does not, it's not warm and fuzzy, right? Right. So 
Um, with all that being said, I finally, because there's another piece to this, and I wanted to just show this real quick because I made peppermint syrup and it looks like it's a mocktail, but it has, um, it's really hot outside. And so I threw some lemon in it and I have my seltzer water. And so instead of drinking sodas, this is my go-to when I need that bubbly feeling. And I said, yes, is that um, I, through getting to know myself, recognized that I wasn't as connected to, you know, um, just being on this planet and being a human being. I wasn't as connected to, um, you know, like plants some roots and herbs and some of the things that are in my background and um really gave myself that opportunity through the one side of kb call saying all right let's learn to use the healthcare system right in a meaningful intentional way but as we're learning how to do that and we're getting healthier maybe we can start moving away from that and doing something different or looking at alternatives because that's the other con conversation that i happen to have with people they'll have these benefits and, you know, they can go to an acupuncturist or a chiropractor, you know, because these things are possibly covered by either their employer or their spouse's insurance. And they don't even know that they can use these, I call them ancillary or supplementary services, right? And that they're covered. Right. Um, so that's that's my journey in a quick, I love quick nutshell um, and just where I am right now. <laughs> I love it. And it's interesting. I, I know there are so many, so many levels that we were connected, but it's interesting because you know, you know, you have one foot in both areas of like this very traditional medical system and like this way of just really trusting your body and trusting the earth. Um, and I feel very similar. And it's interesting because everyone is always looks at me cross-eyed when I tell them, because I have three kids and I had them all in a hospital, but like a hundred percent naturally, like Awesome. with all the like extra earth stuff coming with me in the door. And it was so cool because like the nurses were all like, whoa, like we haven't done this in a long time. And mm. I, I wanted to be there. Like, I didn't want to be like, I had basically a home birth in a hospital, in hospital and nice. I didn't want to be at home. Like I wasn't, it wasn't empowering to me to be at home that, that added more fear to the situation. So I don't okay. think I would have like relaxed as much. So it's really interesting how these two things can coexist. But mm -hmm. for me personally, I had given a lot of power. I had never been taught to even question somebody who had all these degrees and trust my body instead of them. Right. So as I started to like ease into that, it was really interesting. Like, oh, like, you know, they might be telling me one thing, but I'm like, it's such a clear no in my body. I better mm -hmm. ask like a couple more thousand questions <laughs> Yes. so that I'm like taken care of. And we, and so that it's so good. So good. Yeah. So what do we and need to know? <laughs> so, um, leaning. Okay. So let's, um, let's start with leaning into your body. Right. Um, and not being taught that that's something that we need to do. So I like to share. And a lot of times you are an expert in you, right? Like, you know, when you walk around, you know, your aches, you know, your pains, you know, your joys, you know, your successes, like, you know, all of this, cause you live it every single day. And oftentimes when we go to practitioners and we're telling them what's going on, sometimes they hone in on one thing, right? And they don't take all of the other stuff into account. I really want to empower um, everybody to listen to, like feel into that. Um, so for instance, I'll give you an example. I have uh, blood pressure issues. I unfortunately did not have such a beautiful birth. I had two C-sections um, <laughs> and the first one was extremely traumatic. I'm surprised I went back again. And um, 
I would have these blood pressure issues that would arise when I was pregnant. I also had cardiac issues when I was younger. So I had one cardiologist. Um, we were in a really high stressful situation as far as family and home and stuff like that. And um, so I go in because my blood pressure is high. I'm having some chest pains, but not like really bad. And immediately they want to put me on medication. Now, I had been three years free of medication and there was no question of, oh, okay, well, we see that you were on meds. Now you're off of meds. You know, what was going on? So there was no, hey, let me get to know you. It's let's fix this problem with a pill. And so I, my whole, my energy just shifted as soon as that was the first, the go-to, right? And I was like, okay, I already didn't want to come to this practitioner because they weren't the one that I was used to seeing. Um, I had been, for, like, they were, the office was fighting me to see this person as opposed to my old doctor for various reasons. Well, I'll tell you, my doctor had shifted to a specialty and I was, I no longer fell underneath that specialty. So they were trying to get me to see this other person because my doctor only saw these special, you know, these people with these special issues. And I was like, I'm telling you, this is who I need to go to. So they gave me, you know, of course it was resistance. Get in, this doc wants to prescribe meds and then has the nerve to tell me that I seemed, I forget the word she used, but it was pretty much um, confrontational and aggressive was the worst, the, the term that she uses is what the basis of it was. And I was like, yes, I am because medication is not my mainstay. It's not the first thing that I go to, you know, so, and if I'm on it, it's only for a short amount of time until I can get my body to a place where it's back to equilibrium or homeostasis. So she walks out the door <laughs> and I was like, I immediately called the office and said, I need to change. I do not want to see her again. Uh, do not ever put me on her list. And, but I say all that to say that if I hadn't listened to what was coming up while she was talking, if I hadn't paid attention to the work that I was doing on myself and getting to know me and just allowed her to dictate you know, what the plan of care was without any input. And as soon as I provided input, she gave me resistance. Well, that said to me, you're not the practitioner that I'm working, I need to work with because I am coming to this as the person who's the expert in my body. You're not right. listening to me when I'm talking about my experience. I don't have, I don't have the capacity to fight you every single time that some changes or something needs to be made. I need to find somebody where there's gonna be the path of least resistance. And so that's the first thing. If you find that you're sitting in with anybody, practitioner, therapist, um, I would go so far as even outside of the healthcare space that you're having these, um, I don't know what else to call them, but you know, like these waves of this doesn't feel right. This doesn't, you know, and your body's telling you, listen to that, right? So that's the first thing. The next thing is um, to your point about when you were looking for a practitioner um, for your child, and this happens to, us a lot, I think, in the sense of, um, I remember talking to a friend about my process when I'm talking to people about how to familiarize themselves with their resources. And she was like, you know, to look at my insurance or go on the platform, I'd rather cut my arm off than do that. And I'm like, I hear you. I understand. But here's where this comes in is that um, when you're going in in a place of calm and relaxed and not urgency, you're open to seeing more things, you can actually call it playing. So, all right, I'm playing. I'm curious about what it is that this um, platform is, how to log in, 
uh, because logging into your insurance platform, it's not just you going and you create a password and a username now. Like you have to have your insurance card ready. You have to know the member number. Like there's just so much personal information to ask you for. You don't want to do that under duress, right? Because you're going to get frustrated. Um, another scenario is um, when COVID hit, and all of the docs came out of their offices and um, telemedicine really started to kick it up a notch. Um, I had a situation with one of my children, not myself actually, where I was looking for a therapist and um, the teledoc experience logging in was extremely frustrating and I was under duress. So I had to come off of the online platform. Of course you call and they tell you, oh, go to our website. And I'm like, I need a person. So I get a person and we're able to figure it out, but there were even barriers within the system for the person to be able to help me that we had to figure out how to work around. So if you're coming into that in a really heavy mental situation, a mental space, right? And when I say heavy, I mean, it's urgent, it's emergent, um, your, your capacity is really low because you're dealing with you know, trying to reconcile maybe a new diagnosis and find a provider and log into this unfamiliar platform. So, you know, if you can relieve some of that angst, then it's best to do it when you're not under that pressure, right? So I always recommend build in 15 minutes a week, log into, you know, and say for 15 minutes, I'm going to log into the platform, right? I don't, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to play around with it. I'm just going to log in. Great check that off. So now you logged in. Now you can go in. Okay, now my login works. I'm going to go look for a provider just to see who's out there. You know, um, I'm having some sinus issues. Maybe I have a PPO and I want to go look and see who e ENTs are available. Even if you have an HMO, um, you can still go and look and see who the provider are that are on the list because if your primary is referring somebody you want to know do they have a relationship with this person are they just sending people there because they're on the insurance you know what has been the experience that people have when they've gone you know um so those are some of the things that if they're referring you to somebody you want to say well i saw doctor so-and-so on the list do you know anything about them could you refer me to them because you did your own research um so that's logging into the platform and then also, um, if you're an employee, logging into that human resources platform and seeing what benefits you have, right? Because you'd be surprised of some of the ancillary things that you don't even think about. For instance, gym memberships. Um, there's one through my husband's employer that provides gym memberships. You get um, breaks or discounts on um vitamins from certain places. So they have like this reward referral system um, that we go in and play around with. And the same thing goes for like your dental and your vision. You wanna go in and you wanna log into those and you wanna really start to familiarize yourself with them so that you may see an article or a resource in playing. And I like to call it playing because that's what it is, right? If you're doing something for yourself to invest in you and that's an investment, um, it's playing. You're, you're walking into yep. it with curiosity, right? Well, um, uh, something so interesting I just want to point out quick, which is kind ahead. of interesting because this happened to me, is that, you know, because it sounds like this is the same situation with you. So we're entrepreneurs, which a lot of mm -hmm. people listening to this are. 
And if it's not, if you're not both entrepreneurs, so you have some outside insurance, if your spouse is, has a job, then likely a lot of people have their spouse's insurance. Right. And for us, it actually became a barrier because I was doing a lot of this research and like their system was in his world. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. even in my world. You know what I mean? And so there's this whole other layer of like that employer who's not even yours of like finding all these things. So it's interesting, you know, how we can like set ourselves up to be calm and collected. And like, there are like, and just, just even acknowledging, okay, there's a lot of barriers to this, but it's figure outable. So I'm going to sit down with my cup of tea, light my candle, whatever it is. And like, do this thing. It's kind of interesting that it's so hard. It is. And, and, and to your point of um, your tea and sitting and doing it. So a lot of times I'll go into something that's hard um, with an intention, right? Like I'll sit with myself and say, okay, what is, what is an outcome that I'm looking for, right? I'm not looking to solve the world's problems. Perhaps, you know, I'm, I'll do something simple when it comes to, um, you know, dealing with an insurance situation on behalf of myself or a client. So um, one client had an issue with their uh, insurance platform. They put me on to have a call. So I called and I'm like, okay, I'm not looking to be able to fix this wholly. I'm going in this to understand what is going on. Right. So if I can understand why there's I'm seeing this on their login page or whatever, then I can take that back to them. We can have a conversation if somebody can fix it. Great. But that's not what I'm going in here for. I'm going in here for understanding and clarity. So if you walk into these situations and really sit with yourself and say, what is it that I need most from this? Right. And if if you're clear on that then as you're moving into working in the platform, making a phone call, following up, you can clearly state to the person on the other end, hey, this is my intention. This is what I'm looking to get done. If we can do that, that's great. All of this other stuff, I'll call back, you know, or I whatever you need to do for yourself, but walking into it with a clear intention. And the same thing goes when you're playing with the platform. My intention is to just log in. That's my intention. Yep. Right. Okay. So I'm logging in one time and then I'm going yes. back and doing stuff. And I totally interrupted you. So what's next? No, no worries. So you're, go- <laughs> you're logging in the first time. I don't like to overload people. So log in, get that set up, have that information somewhere safe. The next week you have your 15 minutes that you're building in and you just go in and you just look to see what's there. Right. So you're looking at the tabs. Okay. There's tabs there. Okay. There's resources, find a doctor, you know, find a facility. So you can do that, right? Just look at it. That's all you have to do. And then the second time, maybe you go in with a specific intention. So I know uh, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, um, Independence Blue Cross, they're bigger, they're huge players in the insurance world. So they may give you an opportunity to um, price out, right? This is something new when it comes to consumerism, but price out a service. So if I go to an ENT or ear, nose and throat specialist, how much is that going to cost? Okay, there's my copay, which is $35. Then there's the co-insurance or whatever that covers X amount of dollars and then I'm responsible. What is it that I'm paying out of pocket afterwards? So sometimes they'll allow you to go in and really play around with what that's supposed to look like. Um, That's one set, right? 15 minutes. I'm not asking you to do an hour. I'm just saying 15 minutes just to see if that's there. Another 15 minutes. Um, Your summary of benefits is really important. A lot of people don't look at that booklet. It can either be digital. 
um, they can mail it to you. I like to have a mail-in copy because, um, or a hard copy, because the insurance companies do make changes. So if there's a change in the middle of your calendar year, you can actually go back and say, okay, wait, so in January, you all were allowing this, but now it's August and you're saying you're not. So actually that kind of gives you a little bit of wiggle room if something comes through and they deny it to appeal because you have that in, in black and white that says that they were covering X, Y, and Z. So that's why I like to have, at least if not a hard copy, a downloaded copy at the beginning of the year and just go back and check. So the summary of benefits, sometimes your insurance carriers will allow you to do like a search and find where you can look for, I'll use acupuncture because um, I've used acupuncture before. I know insurances do have a tendency of covering it. So I'll click and, you know, search for acupuncture and just see what comes up. You know, maybe it's not covered. Maybe it is covered. Maybe it's only covered under these circumstances versus those. So that would be good to know. Um, another thing is co-pays, right? So when you go to the ER, how much does it cost you to, to go to the ER? Like, are you paying $50 as a copay when you get to the door? Do you pay nothing and they bill you? What does that look like? So sometimes your summary benefits can run that down for you. And I had a situation with a client where they went to the ED, um, their insurance card does not, some of them do give you, okay, copay for primary is X amount of dollars, copay for specialists is X amount of dollars, and then ER visits are X amount of dollars or urgent care. Their insurance card didn't lay that information out. So, and their insurance was an out-of-state funded insurance, right? So let's say we're in Pennsylvania, their insurance was from Illinois. So when the registrar ran it, they came through and said, okay, you have to pay us $250. And my client was like, what? So they called me, I went into the summary of benefits and I'm like, no, 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 no. Screenshot, send it over. So they could say, no, in my summary of benefits, I actually have a copay of $25 or I don't have any copay. So the registration person argued with them a little bit. And I said, okay, this is what you do. Tell them, build the insurance, and then you'll deal with it on the back end because they can't refuse you, you know, any services because of that. It was a nonprofit. For-profits can be a little different. Um, For-profit entities anyway. But a nonprofit, they can bill you. And then, you know, you can see what you owe at the back end. So those kinds of situations, it's really helpful to go into the summary of benefits. So that if you're walking into this urgent situation, you can say, now, I know what my insurance coverages are. I know how much I'm supposed to pay. You, you have to bill me and then we could deal with it later, but I need to, you know, get services. It's really interesting everything you're sharing because um, I feel like as somebody who wants like the acupuncture and, you know, I'm a big believer, like I, I literally changed my health through food. So mm. I really do believe that we're in so much more control than we think we are. And, and I love that. And I still had a breast cancer scare. Right. So like, there's still moments when, you know, maybe if that was a truth, my truth, I would have found steps to solve that more naturally, but I needed that interim step to even get diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Um, but what's so interesting is that I think there's a lot of people like me here. And so basically what, like doing things with food and acupuncture and all these other ways is it's like slowing us down in a sense, because somehow we created this medical system, which is always an emergency mode and going very fast. And many of us have had the opportunity of going to a doctor and it being like, blah, 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 blah. And like you leave and you're just like, what just happened? Like, I don't right. even, I didn't even say anything, <laughs> but it's interesting because this act of just showing up to your benefits, to who can help you, to having a list of like specialists, maybe that you would call on if you ever need them. Like that is slowing down. 
And mm -hmm. so it's actually probably making the whole process just more mindful so that when you do land in a room, you, you actually have some space. Whereas right. a lot of times when I land in a room, I don't have that much space because I've just found the person like 24 hours before, you know, I'm feeling rushed. It's an emergency. Um, actually as camp is live, many people will see me with a big bandage on my face. Cause I just had to get something taken off my face, which is happening after oh, this interview, wow. but you know, during camp yeah. and, um, yeah. we just got a bill for it. And I was like, mm. Whoa, like, I didn't even think to like stop her and ask questions in that moment because it sounded so serious. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's like, right. and so it's like, wait, no, 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 no. We can ask questions. Like we can pause and like step back. You can definitely pause. And even when you're, so I, I like to talk about um, interviewing your providers, right? So there's two things I mentioned, PPOs versus HMO. And then there are all these hybrids as a high deductible health plan, which I cannot stand, but that's my professional opinion. Um, and the so the mainstays are the PPO and the HMO. And the difference for those of you that aren't really clear is uh, with a PPO, you are the coach, right? So you get to say, all right, I, I need to go to an ENT. I get to find my ENT. You can deal with referrals from your provider, but you don't have to. Um, and you have out of network benefits, right? So if you go somewhere or to somebody who's out of network, you can get reimbursed for the cost that you pay out of pocket. With an HMO, the primary provider is the coach. You are one of the players along with anybody that they refer you to. And there's no out of network benefit. Right. So that's the difference between those. And I share that because when you talk about slowing down, I like to talk about interviewing your providers. So when you go out and you're looking for a provider and I believe that you should do this before you need them. So um, I'll give you I have a cardiologist. I actually worked with him, fortunately, because I'm a registered nurse. So I got to see what was his bedside manner? You know, what was his foundation for plans of care and all of that? And I really liked all of what I saw. Um, and so I ended up choosing him as my cardiologist. But if you can't do that, you can look them up on the, you know, online through Google. You can do the, the reviews and all of that. Um, to me, there's a lot that's missing with those reviews, right? Because there's some patient experience information that they're not telling you but do the best that you can and then call the office and see what the off, how the office is on the, you know, on the line. They're going to be your front line, no matter what you need, whether you need an appointment, whether you need paperwork, whatever you need, you're going to have to deal with that front office before you deal with the provider. So interview them. And then if you land on this provider, call them and say, Hey, you know, I'm coming up for my first visit. Uh, what is it that uh, you guys usually do for first time patients? You know, do I have paperwork? How long does that take? You know, do you run any tests? Do you know what those tests are? And get those ICD-10 codes because you can take that information back to your insurance company and say, this is what they're talking about that they usually do for our first appointment. Um, is any of this covered? You know, um, and that way, even if they do something that was not discussed when you did the interview, you'll at least have a good idea of um, what the cost is going to be when it's coming, you know, through that door. So I, I always talk about, there's so many different ways we can take a step back. Um, the other way is recognizing what you need in a provider, right? So um, I had shoulder surgery done and my surgeon, he and I were like oil and water. When I talk about, we would go at loggerhead, uh, every single time that we met, 
but I knew that he was a great surgeon. Like I felt it in my bones that he was a great surgeon. And when he was finally ready to cut, because I had to convince him about certain things, then I was like, you know what? I'm not ready. <laughs> so I'm going to do physical therapy. If I do physical therapy and I come back and, you know, I'm not making any progress, would you still be open? And he said, yes. And, you know, not a lot of people will challenge their doctors, right? And I challenged him until the day I went back. It was almost to a year from the time where I left. And he was like, all right, it's been a year. You're back. So I guess we're doing this. And I was like, yes. And when we went in, he saw what he saw, he fixed it, and he was a completely different person. But over a course of two years, I really had to fight for myself, you know, advocate for the fact of what my experience was, and in doing so, gain the respect of, you know, this highly rated surgeon, but recognizing that he was good, but he wasn't warm and fuzzy. But I needed somebody that knew what they were doing. So I foregoed the warm and fuzzy. Sometimes when it comes to primaries, when it comes to OBGYNs, I want it warm and fuzzy. You know, I don't want somebody that's cold and has no bedside manner because they're the, again, while they're the quarterbacks, you know, so I need my QBs to be open and ready to listen to what's going on. Not necessarily, you know, my wide receiver, because I know they're kind of narcissistic and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and I'm using football as, a, as an analogy but really and truly, that's kind of, you know, the game of life that we play is like, who are our players? Who's our go-to? And what position are they playing in our life? And so that's kind of that step back. What do I need? How am I stepping into this? Who do I want to be when I'm stepping into this, right? Do I want to be somebody that's holding everything close to the vest? Or do I want to be able to walk into it open? And that goes for, you know, your therapy. I mean, that's everybody. Oh, and one other thing I want to mention, I know you may have questions, Mia. Anybody that's active, so if you're doing Pilates, yoga, running, any kind of sport, uh, tennis, um, squash, uh, I'm trying to think, rugby, right? You play, uh, you're rowing, any of those things that you're hiking regularly, I always, always recommend having a sports medicine doc. Orthopedics, while they're great, a lot of time orthopods want to go in and they want to cut. Um, fortunately, my surgeon was not one of those, but um, sports medicine doctors are more like what is, what is your baseline and how do we get you back to that in the least invasive manner? Um, and also um, DOs are kind of more holistic. So uh, doctors are osteopathic versus medical doctors, right? So your DOs are gonna be more of a, who are you and you know how are you coming to this and how do we get you back to being whole? Um, so those are two that I always recommend people look at, especially when they're active to keep them there and try to get into any of your providers that you wanna see when you're at your baseline, because, you know, when you're at your best, because then they get to see you. Um, for instance, my, my temperature is 97. It's like between 97.4 and 97.8. I'm not a Me 98. Too. Right. Me too. I'm, I'm low. I'm low. And they're like, so when I get a fever, you know, at 99, I'm feverish because I'm already two degrees above my normal. Well, they're like, oh, that's, you know, no big deal. You're, you're fine. I'm going, no, I'm telling you something's going on because I'm usually here. So if you have these docs that know this is where you usually are, this is high for you, right? And they recognize that this is high for you. It may not be what's within normal limits for a wide variety of 
but for you, this is high. So let's address that. Or do we need to address it? You know, is that even something that we need to address? Um, so I always recommend getting into these docs when you're at your best as much as possible. And then that way they know what baseline is and they can help you get back to that. Oh, I love that. Okay. So I feel like we've like really given people a lot of insight to like why you would do this and some nuggets that we'll pull out for like what to look for now. Um, so you, we, we've created a list, like sort of a checklist to go through and really, you know, how I, it sounds like the checklist is like really 15 minute activity, like the different things we can go look for, right? Like we're going to log right. in, we're going to go look for this mm -hmm. practitioner, this like, so, so we'll have a big picture over time of all the people right. we need. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yes. So yes. exciting. Yes. And I'm you so don't excited. have to do it like right now. It's a, <laughs> please yes. give yourself time and like do it slowly. And, you know, like I said, build in some time once a week or once a day, but um, it's not something you have to, I'm one of those people, like when I get a checklist, I'm like, I gotta do it all. It's like, no, yes. <laughs> breathe. <laughs> well, one of the things, one of the things we haven't mentioned that I'm definitely going to do in the day and I'll share with it when I do it is I have. I'm like, I figured out how to, through this whole process of this year, like figure out a lot of the benefits and some of the people, although now I'm sure I'll have a list of other people. But one of the things that always gets me is when the doctor is like, just go log in to like, whatever it's called, like their system and the like, ask mm -hmm. for yeah, the patient portal and ask for the referral or like, go check this. And I'm like, there, I, you know, that exists for me. And then each of my three kids right. and I have no idea like which email is in which one, like what, you know, so anyway, I'm going to do the, by the end of this time, I'm going to efficiently know how to log into all four of those portals so that when I am told, cause it's so, it's super stressful. Like I'm always like, ah, so now I can't ask for the stupid referral or the school forms or whatever it is that I'm needing. Right. So I'm um, adding that to my list. Portals is like a whole, that's a whole nother talk. Like I know. <laughs> interacting with a patient portal. Ugh. I just but, want um, to know how to log in. I love, right. I love the simplicity of like, I just know how to log in so that yeah. when I need it or someone tells me I need to go do something like that piece isn't an obstacle, which I know it's, I, I'm hoping I'm not the only one for whom that's an obstacle no, for, but I'm assuming I'm not. No, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. So is there anything we've missed in terms of insurance? Um, we didn't, we didn't really talk about, about the payment piece, but I feel like if we're really on top of all of our benefits, then it will be clearer when we have to pause in an appointment and be like, wait a second, is yes. that covered? Or yes. is this what I'm expecting? Or is there a different way to do this that might cost less? I feel yes. like a lot of that is just asking questions along the way. It and is not giving our power away to exactly. And, and like you said, knowing, knowing, for instance, um, you know, if you're getting a prescription that it's formulary, which means that the insurance is going to cover it and being able to ask your provider, okay, you're prescribing me this new medication before I can do, I need to talk to my insurance to figure out if it's covered. Right. Because yeah. sometimes that's a barrier. So those are the kinds of things that, when you are familiarized, when you're familiar with your benefits and you know what your coverages are, it definitely empowers you to have the conversations that you need to have. Like that's not covered. So what yep. are our alternatives, right? Um, and it also provides you with the space to be able to say to your providers, I can't afford it. It's not covered. You know, um, I've had to fight for, or, you know, the insurance balks at. So you can let your provider know because they don't always... Are, they're not even really aware all the time of what's going on from the 
payment perspective or end user yes. perspective. So it is kind of our responsibility as the end users to say, um, you know, I thought that was covered or it wasn't covered. Or if they prescribe it and you find out later on that it costs you a lot, call them back and say, this costs a certain amount of dollars. I can't swing it. What are our alternatives? Um, yep. So having these foundations really positions you in the most powerful place um, and allows you to step from an informed space and really have those conversations, those hard conversations, but not in a mean, aggressive, confrontational way, although I can be a bit of a pit bull, um, you know, more like a... I'm just, this is what I know. This is my, this is, I'm, I'm, we're partnering here, right? So this is a partnership. This isn't a dictatorship. That's, that's the space that you're coming from. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, and it's just, you know, it's not necessarily what we were all conditioned to do or what the medical system Allows offers for. us. So exactly. I love this slowing down. So we've dished out a lot. It's all going to make sense when you, you, I'm hoping everyone's taking lots of notes and then you're going to go through this checklist and just give yourself permission for these 15 minutes a day. We have working sessions all throughout the camp week. So anyone can come on and use one of those to take your next step. Um, and I feel like the scene of somebody in the emergency room, not sure what to do. And Kiana sending a picture of the, of the, when you know, your benefits is like, just really sells you. <laughs> Yeah, like how right. <laughs> one could have helped in this process. So you can connect to Kiana um, through the link below. So um, there'll be a link below that everybody can use to connect to her. And I'm so I'm so excited for us all to do this work. And it's just a different, it's so great to just be empowered to be in our bodies, even when we're in situations that feel mm. like they're not as empowering. So yes. I love this work that you're doing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate being here and being able to just share. Um, it's something that I stumbled upon um, and actually have found it, realized that I've been doing for myself since I was like 15, 16. Um, yeah. And it's something that I really enjoy doing and educating people and seeing like how they change when they start doing it. They're like, oh my gosh, I can, they start thinking different and they start, you know, really um, uh, advocating for themselves. And then I kind of kind of come out the nest and say, go about it. You're doing great. You don't need me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I assume that. we heal ourselves faster. The more we advocate yes. for ourselves, like I can, I, I can do. see, I mean, there's been books about it. So I know, you know, I can, and you can see how, if you let the medical system sort of dictate, especially those doctors with no bedside manner, which they're mm. not always taught, you know, dictate how you feel. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's very interesting. I was told at the end of that mammogram, it was like, oh, you were given the afternoon appointment because that's when we give not good news. Can you imagine oh. telling somebody that? And so I was like, oh, and like, thank goodness somebody swooped in with some bedside manner, but I'm like, interesting. wow. <laughs> like, yeah. I ended up getting good news. So it was fine. But I'm like, whoa, if somebody was really dependent on outside input and ended mm -hmm. up in this situation, you can make yourself sick, even if you're not, it's, you can it's unbelievable what we can do with our bodies. You're so right. you thanks so right. again. And I Thank can't you. wait to see over um, in the chat, how everybody implements this, what everybody does in their 15 minutes today. Yeah. Um, to I'm really looking take forward there to, to the next step. Cool. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where change happens. 
And a lot of times the reason we don't take action is because it feels hard. It feels big. And when things feel big and hard or we don't chunk them down enough, we feel stuck in the mud. So the point of these three doable changes is that you can take one and really move with it. Figure out how to fit it into your life. Focus on it. Make it happen. And once you do that, you'll see that you open up to bring in another little change like this and then another. And if you do this every week for an entire year, you have 52 new things that you are folding into your life on a regular basis. So I know that some mornings we wake up and we want to do everything, but this practice of one doable thing at a time is so helpful and why we put them at the end of every episode. So... In this episode, we've chosen three doable changes. And again, I would love you to pick the one that resonates with you most this week. So here is number one, play for 15 minutes. I love this word play. So often we need to learn about how our health benefits even work. And usually we save this until actually we're under duress. It's a hard moment. We need health insurance. We need a doctor. And that just makes it so much harder. So take time to learn how to navigate your system and find information before you need it so that you can really take the pressure off and know what's available to you. And when you need it, you'll be able to use it. Learn how to log on to your health insurance site or your healthcare portal. Play in there for 15 minutes a week. Put it on your calendar. Look around at what's available. And this is really fun because I know a lot of you listening love to take care of yourselves in a way that's probably not mainstream medicine, which is awesome. And we sometimes need that to support us. And if anything has taught us that, it's been the past two years. So sometimes, though, when you go into your portal, you find fun things. Like one time I found that I can actually get acupuncture when I want to. And now for the past, I don't know, six or seven years, I've really used that benefit. Whereas before, I might have stressed about it. I might not have known it was available to me. And that service in itself has literally changed my life a million times, not a million times, but a lot of times over the past seven years. So really look in there and know what is available to you because that might change a lot of things about your health. All right. Number two, set up your team. Know what you need from each provider. Take time to research providers you may need. You can also read reviews, talk to people you know, call the office and ask questions. Look at your insurance for coverage. If you can do this before you need it, even better. Remember, (laughs) no emergencies. Think about your providers now, today, this week, if this is your doable change. Do you trust them? Do you work well with them? If not, look for new options and really listen to Kiana about who you might want on your team and maybe use that as a checklist, which we have put in the show notes for what you would want, what you need, what what, what your team should even be. I cannot tell you how many times in Flow 365 it comes up with women that they're looking for a primary care doctor because They haven't seen their primary care doctor in two or three years, or 
a gynecologist, right? Because after babies, maybe we switch doctors and we don't take the time to do that and we don't really need to go and it's not an emergency and blah, 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 blah. Listen, I've been there. I've done that. And it's really empowering when you have someone you can call and you trust and you like. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time. And that's okay because once you have them, it can save you a whole lot of other time on the other side. All right? So take the time to set up your team. This is a great one. Number three, slow down. When faced with a health crisis, many of us rush into action or just say yes to whatever is suggested to us. In most cases, it's okay to slow down. Ask questions. What are my other options? Is the procedure covered by my insurance and what will the cost be? Could we try fill in the blank, right? After you've had a discussion. What are the risks of this action? If not taking this action, what is the risk? Who else does this work? Make a list of questions you might need to ask next time you are faced with a health issue. I have found that health is such a powerful thing to take back and something that I gave away so early on. It was just what I was taught. It was what many of us were taught. And so slowing down has been something that has really helped me. And here's a little thing about slowing down. We do this actually in a lot of areas around here. But when you slow down, sometimes the exact answer you need swoops in at like record pace. So slowing down doesn't mean stalling or stopping. Sometimes rushing means stalling or stopping. There's a weird one for you. All right. So again, three doable changes. Play for 15 minutes in the logged in places of your benefits or your health insurance. Set up your team. Slow down. All right. All super powerful things that we can do to really ensure that we're our healthiest selves, our spouses are their healthiest selves, and our kids are their healthiest selves. And imagine passing this on now so that your kids have this in their in their toolbox. Of course they're going to get a team, right? All right, y'all. I'll see you on the next episode.